Talks, a chat with Finance Malta, is the podcast series that gives you short, thoughtful and regular insights from leading experts of the financial services industry. I'm Vanessa MacDonald. Welcome. Welcome to another podcast in the FinTalks series by Finance Malta. I'm Vanessa MacDonald and here with me today to talk about NPIFs, the Notified Professional Investor Fund, are Stephen Gregg, the Director of CC Funds Services, and Sarah Faruja, the Head of Compliance at RMC Wise. Steve, if I can perhaps start with you. We've just done an interview with the MFSA that explained to us on a sort of fairly technical level what an NPIF is, but really, can you give us a little bit more uh, information about what the NPIF is and what it means in terms of the product offering in Malta? Yes, so thank you Vanessa for having me and Sarah on this podcast. Um, so the Notified PIF stands for the Notified Professional Investor Fund. It basically came into force quite recently, so 18 December 2023. Um, of course, as you mentioned, there was a consultation period before with all stakeholders, the MFSA took note and of course came up with, with the notified PIF regime. Um, and in summary, it's, it's basically building up on the success of the notified alternative investor fund, also known as the NAIF. Um, so uh, the notified PIF um, and allows quick time to market, so the notified PIF can be set up in Malta following a complete submission back to the MFSA in 10 business days. And as we will discuss today, and maybe also Sarah can elaborate further, um, it is expected to improve Malta's appeal as a fund jurisdiction, particularly, particularly for US, UK and other third country managers. Oh, that's interesting. So Sarah, you, why, why these particular jurisdictions? Um, yes, in fact, um, the notified PIF regime can be managed by a de minimis local fund manager or EU EEA, the minimis fund manager, as well as third, third country um, managers. So hence the interest outside yes, of the EU yes. jurisdiction. Um, uh, I'd like to think of the notified PIF as a spin-off of the professional investor fund, which is the licensed local product. Um, however, in this case, as Stephen mentioned, um, we do not have um, a licensing process. There is a 10 days um, time to market. And the good thing about this, and also from experience with the notified days, the MFSA would normally process such notifications earlier and um, faster than, than just 10 days. Um, the NPIFs target both qualifying and professional investors. Um, the qualifying is a local um, type of investor, while the professional investor is the professional investor within the, the meaning of the MIFID. Um, Just to be clear, this means that basically this is not for the faint-hearted. It's not for the retail investor who comes along. And even if you look at the minimum amount required, it's actually quite high, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. The, qualify, um, the notified professional investor fund is not just for the normal men in the street. Um, the minimum investment is that of €100,000 um, or equivalent. Um, uh, and um, it has like um, a, a number of requirements which are very similar to that of um, the professional investor fund, bar certain differences um, which we'll be discussing um, in, during this podcast. Um, if you want, I can start giving you some examples. Well, one of the most important things before we move on is to understand, because obviously one of the, the, the priorities for the MFSA has always been protest. Uh, 
investor protection. So we've seen quite a huge consultation process for this. And much of the feedback was based, in fact, on governance uh, and all the different checkpoints, etc., to make sure that there still was investor protection. Steve, are you quite uh, convinced that the NPIF is going to offer this? Yes, I mean, the notified PIF is a new and innovative product. So basically, it got the best items from the Professional Investor Fund referred to by Sarah before. And it actually gave it the notification allowance, meaning the benefit of the quick time to market. So the notified PIF framework will ensure full compliance with the previous um, Professional Investor Fund regime. And therefore, given that the Professional Investor Fund is a a regulated product and the same um, uh, benefits of it are transpired into into the notified version of it, um, investors are therefore safeguarded because although it is not a licensed product, it is still regulated by the, the MFSA in the sense that checks and balances would need to be kept. Abreast. More on the individuals rather than on the product itself, I understand. Exactly, because the notified PIF, similar to the original Professional Investor Fund, um, uh, is more of a hedge fund strategy, you know, so um, when it comes to the investment strategy, it's very lenient, maybe a few restrictions lie in the fact that one cannot issue a loan, um, uh, but in, when it comes to the investor side, yes, um, it will be fully compliant with all the anti-money laundering regulations in, in more than, of course, um, uh, EU wide. So it may be unregulated. If Unlicensed, you look at it, but, but regulated. It's notified, it, so it's extremely, it's still very well supervised, etc. Yes, it will still be considered a subject person in its own right when it comes to AML rules. So definitely the investors and, and all stakeholders can be assured of, of a high quality um, product nonetheless. So Sarah, you said that you would go into a little bit more detail about it. Um, so in terms of um, service providers, um, we have to have a board um, composed of three members, with one of them being the local director. There is a specific requirement, unlike um, the, the original professional investor fund, whereby the local director has to also act as the compliance officer of this type of, of, of fund. Um, moreover, we already spoke about the, the, the manager, um, uh, there is the administrator, and in this case, and unlike the, the original PIF, it has to be a locally recognized fund administrator. Um, in terms of uh, safekeeping, there is no specific requirement similar to um, uh, the original PIF um, to have a custodian to appoint a custodian. However, as always, the MFSA requires that the assets of the fund are safe kept um, subject to adequate safekeeping arrangements. Um, so in this case, and tying in with the, with the um, the concept of investor protection, the, the assets of the, of the fund have to be um, subject to adequate safekeeping arrangements. Um, um, the notified PIV, um, just to highlight some, some other differences or, or similarities with the original um, professional investor fund, um, cannot exceed the 100 um, million euros um, when leveraged or 500 million euros when unleveraged. Perhaps Stephen can also um, continue highlighting some other similarities or um, uh, differences with the original MPIF. 
Stephen, yes. I mean, this is quite uh, quite important, the, this whole structure to it, yes. Yes, I mean, uh, when it comes to the professional investor fund, um, to discuss a bit some contrasts now, apart from the similarities, the original professional investor fund could have been uh, set up as a self-managed fund, meaning that there might have been an investment committee deciding on the strategy. In this case, as Sarah highlighted, um, the, the, the management will be done by a de minimis EU or local AFIM and also, or also a third country AFIM. To elaborate on this, in fact, the, one of the most important features is actually this third country AFIM. So to, to explain what it is, a third country AFIM is an, an alternative investment fund manager who is not domiciled or set up in the EU, but is set up in a reputable jurisdiction, such as Switzerland or the UK. And uh, in fact, in fact, there are actually specified jurisdictions. I mean, yes. not, not any jurisdiction. No, no, outside. it has, to, has be to be approved by the MFSA, one, and there right, has yes. to be exactly some some bilateral agreements. Um, but uh, in fact, one of the key features and one of the reasons why the notified PIV is expected to do well is the fact that it can be set up in what is known as a master feeder structure. If you if you allow me to elaborate a bit on this. Um, in the past, we used to, uh, or the promoter of a fund might have encountered an issue whereby they would have an investment vehicle, a fund set up in Switzerland. And they would be targeting, let's call it a real estate fund in Switzerland. And they would be targeting institutional investors in, in the EU. And unfortunately, the institutional investor might have a policy in place this, that it would not allow um, subscriptions or investments in non-EU jurisdictions such as Switzerland. So the notified PIF now creates an opportunity whereby the Swiss promoter can set up the master fund, the main fund if you want, in Switzerland whereby it will be investing in real estate to keep up with the same example. It will benefit from the, it can make use of the quick time to market and the fact that it is in a third country and set up denote the fight PIF in Malta as soon as possible. And the institutional investor, rather than investing directly in the master fund, the main fund, it will invest in the notified PIF in Malta and the strategy behind the notified PIF will be that to invest in the master fund and hence the notified PIF will be known as the feeder fund because it's feeding off indirectly from the benefits of the master fund. And that is creating a lot of opportunities out there. And in fact, even from events we attended also with Finance Malta, especially in the UK and Switzerland, this is something that, that um, uh, it brought a lot of attention to, to the product. Okay, so that's the magic question. Is there going to be interest in this product? And, and you're already seeing that there is quite a response. Yes, I mean, when it comes to the notified PIF, um, as we said, there was already a lot of, of um, uh, attention given to it because of the notification process. So in the last 18 months or so, we saw the industry evolve in a way that it is the appetite for less regulation, more exotic uh, strategies such as cryptocurrency. Um, in fact, recently the SEC, for example, approved Bitcoin uh, ETFs, for example, in, in the US. Um, and the US is also a third country, a third country um, uh, in, in its own right. So um, the, the interest is definitely there. And um, uh, the fact that there is the quick time to market, but the 
leeway or concession on the on the investment strategy um, from the feedback given to us by all by other stakeholders and and also promoters out there, taking into consideration that the fund has been in Malta set up uh, a bit more than a month now, taking into consideration the Christmas period in between, um, the amount of interest is 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 there, you know, um, and also. Um, the fact that there is no licensing by the MFSA, but in this case the due diligence would be done by the fund administrator or by a, a, a CSP, a corporate service provider, both situated in Malta, will definitely facilitate the process because um, they would have already have some form of relationship with the promoter of the fund who would have approached either the CSP or the fund administrator at the at the um, initial stages to discuss the possibility of setting up. And this is not to mention also that although the notified PIV is not a harmonized product, um, fund managers can still raise capital across the European Union through naturally um, placing the product um, uh, using national private placement rules of that particular jurisdiction. So there is another, an, um, an added opportunity also there as well. That's all um, fantastic. With regards to sort of Malta as a whole, um, obviously the MFSA has got quite a, an important role to play in this, hasn't it? Yes. Um, so although um, this new structure ticks all the boxes for those emerging um, managers requiring funds which are not regulated but work similar to hedge funds and private equity funds, um, naturally without um, the accessibility and the approachability of the MFSA, all this would not be um, possible. So here um, it's worth mentioning that um, uh, the um, uh, efforts by the MFSA and, and the accessibility and approachability of this important institution facilitate a lot the whole process. As a final point, um, I'd like to ask, because obviously this was one of the points which was raised during the Malta Financial Services Advisory Council, nothing to do with the MFSA, um, apart from it's one of the stakeholders. Uh, one of the emphasis for the financial services strategy going forward was innovation, um, and, and in fact, NPFs were actually mentioned there. How yes. do you see this? Is this going to help? Whilst not exactly in the nitty-gritty of the MFSAC, um, the notified PIF, as we discussed, is an innovative and efficient product. So when you look, in, look at it from that um, aspect, then yes, it falls in the same strategy of MFSAC, whereby it promotes the industry to up its game when it comes to efficiency, onboarding in a timely manner, such as the um, uh, you know to ensure that the, the limit the limitations that were previously a bit of a stumbling block are addressed and the industry can grow further as it did it used to do especially um, a few years ago. Um, so it definitely goes hand in hand. I mean uh, the fact that emerging and third country managers can rely also on the cooperation and expertise of service providers who already appreciate, thanks to the notified AVE, the importance of quick time to market and being efficient out there, out there um, when it comes to setting up of, of the fund, um, then it presents an opportunity because promoters can rest assured that they are going to find a well-versed industry, a well-informed industry, and as, as uh, Sarah said, an approachable regulator um, assisting where possible um, to ensure that the promoter can just go ahead with the investment strategy. 
Stephen, Sarah, thank you very much for that industry insight. Obviously, it's wonderful to hear from the regulator, but it's just as important to know that it has the support of the industry. Thank you very much for being with us. That's all for today. Subscribe now to the FinTalks and follow Finance Malta on all social media platforms to stay updated with all our activities. Till the next podcast.